Gotcha. But not that close. All right. Uh, our, our next panel, Jeffrey, you want to introduce? I, I, I don't have my list in front of me. Do you? Uh, yeah. Well, Brit, first of all, representing her father. We talk about what the, the community and oh, the I community can do this. feel. Yeah. Yes, go. Okay. Let me do this? Yes, you. Well, first of all, representing, uh, well, the fans, okay, and her family and her dad, and the author of this book here. Which merges the, into Elvis's no, face. that's okay. I got it right there. How's that, Bridget? Uh, okay. It's called Football Family. That's all you need to know. Uh, Bridget Algio is here. And we've got the guy with the deepest voice we've ever heard. John Moses. Should be a bass singer for a southern country gospel rock band. Uh, you got John Moses right there. And the guy that started as an intern, hung out with us, did some games, coming in the scoreboard show. Matt Dudas, and it's a great group, Kev. It is. Uh, Bridget, uh, I, I, the, the first question for you, uh, how are things going? Obviously, we know it's been a, a, a tough year uh, with your father passing away, your, your mom passing away, but but how's the family doing? Because we know how much everybody in the community loves them. Well, thank you for asking. Um, so, you know, I think you just take one day at a time. Anyone who's experienced loss, and particularly a loss of a parent, uh, and both of them, you know, so close. Um, you know, there's there's definitely moments that are hard, um, but I also am I'm happy that that they're together actually, and I'm proud that of the the lives they led. So for the most part, I'm at peace. You know, I, I feel every every day I live brings me a step closer to seeing them again. So we're all we're all doing well. Thank you. Absolutely, and. You know, you've talked about that group of men that played at LC, and you wrote about it, obviously, in the book. Um, j- just how much did they mean to your family as opposed to what your father meant to them? Yeah, you know, we always hear of what a coach means to a player. How much did those guys mean to you uh, yeah, I, as we I, went through? I feel like they were my family in a lot of ways. I felt like every year my family got bigger and bigger, um, you know, I can't remember one time I must've been five years old and it was a Saturday and I was getting up to go down. I was still in my pajamas. I started to go downstairs and I turned the corner to go down the set of 14 steps. And there, it was all lined with football players. Um, they were there for, um, a mass actually to start the season. I guess they couldn't get a place at the school. So my parents opened their house to them. Um, so I just sat along with them, uh, they were really, they, they would show up at our door in the summer to get the keys to the weight room. Um, you know, my parents went to weddings and uh, funerals, unfortunately, and I felt, I felt like they were our family, very much so. Jeff? Uh, no, my only question, Bridge, is having the relationship I did with your dad was, and I told you this was one of the benefits of working at the radio station. Not only, you know, getting to know your dad and John, I got to know Johnny and Ronnie and you and everybody. Um, for you, football was, I guess, as much a part of your life as getting up and breathing for the most part, right? Definitely. That, that's all I ever really knew. Um, you know, like since I was very young, my, my first experience was uh, my dad was an assistant at Pencrest when I was born. So um, I actually had an interview there a couple of years ago. I said, Oh, I've never been to Pencrest. And they said, yes, you have because <laughs> you were six months old. Um, so I never <laughs> knew anything else. And, you know, at first it was sort of like 
I wasn't really gung ho for it, but it didn't take long. I was probably by the time I was seven, just the excitement of high school football, um, you, you know, just took over and uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely all I've ever known. It's, and it's actually kind of hard to be without it. So when they, when they talked in the last segment about not having a season potentially, you know, that, that's hard to fathom because I haven't lived a single year of my life without really being involved and focused on high school football. So you wrote the book, Football Family, okay? So I know you and I have been going back and forth, whether you or somebody was on the air with me and we're promoting whatever, you get it printed. What, did you learn anything else about your dad from the people that talked to you that you didn't know? Um, I mean, in the, in the past couple of years, I've conducted all kinds of interviews and I would, I would find out different things. Um, one thing that really, really stuck with me, um, was actually, um, I, I don't even remember who it was, but they, they told me how my dad, this, this person had been sick from school and missed a lot of school and that he was trying to catch up and was really frustrated. And my dad stayed with him after school every single day uh, until he caught up and it was the better part of a month. And he, we never knew anything about it. He didn't come home and say, Oh, I, you know, I spent an hour with this particular student. It was just, um, I think what they said in the last segment, the, the kids know when you care. Um, and I think that my, I think the players knew that my dad is for as much as he yelled and was so demanding, <laughs> he really did. He really cared about them. Um, but yeah, I, I learned to, you know, there was that different stories that didn't necessarily make the book, but um, yeah, there was there was definitely anecdotes uh, along the way that I, I have video footage of. So uh, I'll keep that for future reference for di for different projects. Bridget, I know you've been posting the last couple of days about the end of the station. Obviously, I mean, I'm I'm in Northeast Philly, and I worked there for a long time in that area for a long time. But what does it mean to not have MPV in Lansdale? And, and that Indian Valley area. Yeah. I mean, it's very sad. I think like when you, um, yesterday I was listening to Daryl Berger's last comments, please. And, um, Jeff's voice came on, right. To do the, the little short news and weather. Yeah. Wow. How, how I think as a community, you know, I was someone who started listening to see if we were having a snow day. I would hear it coming from my parents' room. My dad listened to high school football radio um, right up to last season. I mean, he had a little transistor radio by his chair and he would listen um, devoutly. So I, I feel like um, it's a loss. Uh, I think it's something that it was so comfortable to us because the, the, the people at WNPV really did care about what was going on in the community you, you could really feel that um so i, I feel like it's a loss I'm, I'm actually um it's kind of sad because you know i teach technology and i see in social media things are we, you don't have deep conversations like you would have now there's not a back and forth really right. uh, it's a real quick drive-by yep. comment you know, and that's kind of sad. I, I don't, I don't think people realize how they're going to miss that element of radio, but I guess their technology also offers other opportunities moving forward. Um, but I do think that um, it's, it's a loss for the community. I, I feel that way. We, uh, Kevin and I were, Kevin and I were reminiscing the scoreboard show and Dan even might remember, I, it was playoff games. Definitely. It was Ronnie, maybe even you would call the radio station and say, 
Jeff, I'm in upstate New York. Can you put me on hold so I can listen to the game? And and we used to always do that. And, and it was, and by the way, Kevin, yeah, uh, I ended my last uh, shift with a joke before I turned it over to comment, please. You want to hear the joke? No. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, Kevin, let me add one thing. Today, my son and I were shopping. We're in Bucks County. Right. And where we were in a shopping center right across from. Um, you had the face mask on and everything, right? Got to make sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I am kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, so where we were across, it used to be a boss cops there. And I said to him, I said, you know, um, back in, well, trying to think what year it was, 95 maybe, um, LC had a playoff run with my brother. And it was the farthest they had gotten. I said, we, I was sitting with my son in a little Dodge Omni in the Bucks County Boscov's parking lot trying to get WNPV on the radio, and it was coming in and out. So I, I feel like uh, Joe Ratinsky was there. Yeah. At the mm-hmm. church. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, you know, we were getting bits and pieces of the game, and I had my ear, like, right up to the dashboard to hear it. But that's how important, you know, WNPV, you know, was. Uh, I To piggyback off what the both coaches said in the last segment, really – I think that you understood the the joy that it brought to the community to, you know, to listen to high school football and to and to get into the excitement of high school football. I think you were able to do that for so many so many different thousands of kids, really. In fact, we uh, you were in the old Levittown Shopping Center, by the way, the Boscovs. Yes, that's where you were <laughs> across from the train. That's where. She- Yes, the exactly. But yeah, yeah, I said it used to be a Boscovs, and we we sat right there and listened to that game. Oh, yeah. Dan Morehouse, that's Levittown, okay? Just letting I you know. know. I know about Levittown. I know <laughs> okay, about Levittown. all right. Yeah. I know you did. That's Darkies. why I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, guys, there there have been several legendary Lanzo Catholic players, but, Jeff, there's one player oh. whose name will never oh. be forgotten. All right? And and I, I don't know if, if, if uh, Bridget's aware of this, but – uh, this is this is maybe one of my top three memories all time at WNBV. So, Elsie is playing maybe let's say Perk Valley or Methacton. It was an old Pac Pac Ten matchup at Crawford Stadium, and they're just beating the tar out of them. So it's empty the bench time. It's the fourth quarter. Um, you know we're we're looking all through the roster to try to figure out who's coming on, and guy scores a touchdown for Lansdale Catholic and said the name that went with the number on my roster that I was given the week of the game and called the touchdown and da 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 The guys got the highlight back at the station. And sometime between the end of the game and us starting the scoreboard show, this kid's mom calls the station and says, that wasn't this kid. It was my son, and his name is Ryan Tiedemann. And so we just – we go into just crazy mode at that point. I take the, I go back into the production studio, pull up the highlight and just straight up cut out the name that I said that was incorrect. And and then just deadpan <laughs> Ryan Tiedemann, like just <laughs> no emotion whatsoever. So like you call the, pl- you hear the play call as All normal excited, crowd right. noise, there's whistles, whatever. And then, you know, touchdown and Catholic. Ryan Tiedemann. <laughs> that was my favorite highlight of all the highlights we well, showed up. We we had a couple well, favorite. Ryan Tiedemann and Anthony Blimblin. Can we tell That's the right. Anthony Blimblin story? Well, let's, let's wrap yeah, the we, show well, up. Let's bring, let's bring yeah. the other guys. Let's bring in. the other guys in. Last. All right, because they'll enjoy it. All right, Matt Dudas is a North Penn grad who started under uh, Kyle, Kyle. He started with you, correct? 
Um, yeah, it, it did. It, a little bit. Yeah, I actually never had Matt as a student because uh, my first year of teaching, um, he was in the advanced broadcasting class, which I didn't um, teach at that point, but uh, definitely was able to have him come aboard and help us out with our broadcasts. So, he did stats for you, didn't he? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So what was it? You were basically, Matt, you were basically the gopher, weren't you, for a while? I, I uh, might have got Kyle a Big Mac or two uh, during my time <laughs> as, uh, as one of his interns. Yeah, uh, that, that might have happened. There might have been a coffee purchased for him. But, uh, no, there was a lot of really good memories. Uh, you know, you go back, that 2006 season was the, the year I started. And, actually, uh, you know, I was thinking about some of the, the crazy memories we had. I, I talked to Kyle yesterday. One of my favorite memories uh, was week – 10 of the 2007 season. Have we discussed that yet early no, in the program? We have no, not. Make sure you so, get back with why, why it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so week 10, Kyle's got to get the playoff points uh, tabulated and we're driving back from North Penn, uh, you know, getting it laid on them a little bit by uh, CB South. Uh, Eric Reynolds ran for about 300 yards and we're, we're driving back and Kyle's got to get to the station. So we're going down Allentown road. I'm in the car behind him and he's making a left on the Weichel up by uh, Inglewood. And he, let's just say he makes a little bit of a wide turn and uh, <laughs> just smokes this curb and bounces back into the street, gets back, tabulates the points. And you know what? None of them were wrong. So, but that was my, yeah, I think is, uh, I think he needed to uh, visit a mechanic after that. So yeah. The- the points were right. The alignment was way off. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did, what did you look like? You ended up doing minor league baseball. What was there anything that you could you have possibly learned anything that helped you in that assignment down the road? Well, I learned how to have a really, uh, really balanced diet by you guys. Yeah, at the, right. uh, at the diner. Uh, so that was really good prep for minor league baseball because you're not making a whole lot of money. That's probably where you're going to be eating that is a lot of diners. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we had, uh, we had a lot of good times. I mean, I was thinking about – I did three PIAA uh, baseball state championships. I was on the broadcast for one football state championship. I did, you know, two or three seasons worth of, of high school football games. Uh, I think I did six or seven uh, Quakertown Penridge Thanksgiving games. Um, so there's, there's just so many good memories in there. I, I think one of the things – and I'm not sure if you guys hit on it earlier that, that you know, I was proudest of. I, the second game I did – uh, in 2006 was the 309 bowl of uh, it was Souderton and Quakertown. And uh, Ronnie Powell ran for about 250 yards on his first five carries, I think, in that game. And to think about where we were two years later, obviously, with his uh, tragic passing, but how well everyone was able to put together just, you know, really well done montage and highlight reel of everything that he did. And you know, I think that as, as funny as we can make things, it was really professionally well done with how we handled it. And, and of course, that game ends, you know, with Justin Powell, uh, you know, scoring a touchdown and yeah. pointing skyward. And it was really one of the more powerful moments that, uh, you know, I've been a part of uh, in any broadcast I've done. And Ed, I just downloaded Ed, that. I Ed, just downloaded that for my grandkids to, Ed, to listen to in the future. And Ed actually mentioned Ronnie Powell today, and he talked about uh, – and you could tell it, – it, it got a little choked up by just the thought of what happened with Ronnie. Uh, and obviously, I mean, the impact that had on the community, John Moses, I think I was your color analyst on your first game on MPV. Is that correct? Um, yeah, it could, you could have been, 
We and definitely I, did a couple games together. Yeah, and, and I think I stepped all over your touchdown call. <laughs> oh, God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't. I, I had to get my vent out because Dobus would never let me in. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, think you, I, I think that was a Penridge North Penn game, and uh, I can't and I can't remember which team it was for now. I still have the highlights. It was my class, I think. Yeah, definitely a Mike class team. And tight end, you know, throw to the tight end, crossing over the middle. Guy makes a terrific one-handed catch with the left hand and, like, brings it in runs past the safety and like as soon as he brings it in Cody comes in with whoa <laughs> <laughs> absolutely Wait, ruined that's a, that's a radio no-no just to let you know okay? yeah that's yeah a radio no-no uh what did you learn in your well, time with us go ahead. i just want to double check with john you came to us through mark zumoff didn't you that's true yeah okay. uh, you guys were sort of my first position that was you know was not really baseball like you were the first real I guess opportunity that I'd found for myself you know I finished right. college in 2012 um went and worked for an independent minor league baseball team in Abilene Texas that summer um and yeah Jeff and I got connected sort of later that summer you know I was playing to come back to the area and look for something to do and um you know Jeff sort of brought me into the fold um you know I I'm sort of forever thankful to have met and 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 known and know you, Jeff, and for, you know, you've given me a great start. I mean, doing some high school games, doing Gwendolyn Mercy games. Mm. Um, yeah, um, you know, I, I, I will say, like, I never really had my own sort of high school football experience. You know, I went to a friend select school, which is a small Quaker school in Central Philadelphia, and, you know, we, I didn't grow up playing football. Um, but once I start, once I sort of got into the second or third year of doing games with you guys, I just I just realized how much the the community rallies around high school football, um, and just sort of how authentic an experience it is um, for everybody that's involved, for the athletes, for the coaches. You know the you know the high school coaches. You know they put hours and hours. You know they put a lot of time and effort into creating game plans every week and helping their kids stay. But you know the high school football coaches don't get paid a lot of money. You know they, right they do it for a lot of other reasons. Um, you know, some of the things that, that Mark and Dick were talking about before sort of stuck with me. Um, so, you know, I'm just really thankful to sort of have the experience of being a, 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 a member of the high school football community, even though I didn't grow up in one. It was, and I, Kev, and we should point this out, and I, I'm going to bridge, hang out for a little bit, because we're going to talk about Jim Church in a little bit, so I want you to hang out for that. Um, but We also have Vince Paravecchia. Here oh, Vince, well. oh, Vincenzo. Yes. Oh, good. We'll get him in here. But right. I just want to say, as far as, because we've got, uh, I've got Matt and I've got John here. First of all, we had Schwamm doing play-by-play. Yeah. Okay? That's where we start. That's how high the bar is right there. Okay? And then you wonder, well, what am I going to have? Is my decisions go, what am I going to have underneath him when I need, I had Daryl. Okay? Daryl was, you could put anywhere, and he would be good at what he did. But then I got John, and John's work ethic was very similar to Kyle's, and Matt's was very similar to Kyle. And I knew that when these guys got on the air, in what capacity, we didn't slip. We didn't slip. It wasn't like, you know, A, B broadcaster. It was like A and just a little bit under that. There's a reason Kyle had the top job. These guys, I mean, John's went on to success 
as Trenton Thunder. Trenton Thunder. He's doing Ryder. He's doing Princeton. I'm watching him on TV on Saturdays, you know, doing the, the college game. Matt had his success in, in the minor leagues. So this is the quality that we had at the radio station. That really makes me the proudest. Travis Sparks up there in Coal Country, they had great broadcasters up there. But I've always said I will go to war with any team we put together against anybody else in the state. And we were blessed with great color analysts. John DeSimon, who yep. obviously uh, couldn't join us today. Joe Ratinsky. Joe Ratinsky for, for LC games. Mike Carey was incredible yeah. Uh, when he when Dave he Sanderson. stepped away. Dave Sanderson. Uh, Tim Sorber Joe joined Heyer us. Joe Heyer. Quite a while, yeah. I mean, we had incredible color analysts for a long, long time. And when Jeff said that, you know, we'd put our booth up against anybody, it, it didn't just necessarily mean the broadcast. It just meant, come try to take our space because I got Mike Carey next to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're going to mess Yo. with Carey? Go ahead. Yeah. The hey, Kyle. Had my broadcasters can beat up your broadcasters. That That's right. <laughs> hey, Kyle, I got, I got a great story for you on that one. Uh, I was thinking about this. In 2007, opening night, we're playing. Uh, it's North Penn, St. Joe's Prep at PW. Yes. The, the press box there was about 10 feet long and Correct. sports fever shows up. And I didn't, I didn't even know they were going to be there that night. And, and it's the, like the last week of August, it's a hundred degrees out that day. Mike Carey and I about 45 minutes from kickoff are standing outside looking at the press box, trying to make sure it's properly stabilized that it's not going to give out during this entire game. And he's like, I, I don't know how we're going to be able to do this game. And uh, no, that's just the kind of thing we, we carved out a little spot and, and uh, we were good to go. So that hey, do you remember, Matt? I think you were interning with me when we were at Ellen J. Roberts. Oh, yep, yeah. Okay, we'll we'll do the Ridley story in a little bit, but so <laughs> Owen J. Roberts has that was a on my tremendous, list. tremendous athletic facility, like NFL size press box. And for whatever reason, the inside of their press box was like closed, and LC was playing at Perk Valley or at uh, Owen J. Roberts. So we're on top of the press box, um, and Matt had set up the equipment and I think I just said like, Hey, I'm going to get down to the field, talk to the coaches real quick. Anything comes up, you know, let me know. And Matt like is sprinting down to the, to the field. And I think you were still in high school at this point. Yep, so yeah. typically he would just call me Mr. Burger, but he comes down and he's like, Kyle, Kyle. I'm like, Oh, this is serious. <laughs> this dude from Owen J Roberts, it might've been their athletic director. I don't know who yeah. it was, but like we had set up our broadcast equipment right at the 50 yard line. And he says, if you don't move your equipment, I'm going to call the police. I'm like, what? He's like, we, we need to be on the 50-yard line. And so, like, I literally moved our equipment to the 49-yard line at that point and said, arrest us if you want. <laughs> the, best part, the best part about that story, it was, it was uh, Daryl, uh, Dobus, you, and me right. at that game. It's week three. And it's hot out that day. Oh, okay? it was 100 degrees, yeah. And they had the press box dark, and they had us on the roof. Yeah. And I, I felt like we could touch the sun. We were that close to uh, to where we were. I mean, it was incredible. Um, yeah, the athletic director, I'm surprised you guys had, I think you had a Miami connection there, didn't you? Uh, uh, Strzok. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. You, Strzok, you still could get us in the press box. Yeah, it was Strzok's brother. Unbelievable. Wasn't it with Strzok's brother? <laughs> hey, listen, just so everybody's concerned, that day, Cooney and I were at 65 with the air conditioner. Yeah, the air conditioner was blasting, and we, had, yeah. and we had ice cream. Hey, can yeah. we get Vinny on here? Yeah, Vinny go. Vinny there? Yeah. Vincenzo, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. How's those babies of yours? Oh, uh, they're uh, they're growing quick. We're It's been a little crazy teaching both of us from uh, 
from home during all this with two kids here, but uh, we're doing it's, the best we can, you know. Vinny's uh, laughing at everybody on Facebook, complaining their sleep is out of whack because this has been out of whack for about three years because of the kids. Yeah. So, Vinny, you were a contributor. What was it like? What was your experience like with us? You know, for me, I want to. I want to hear somebody say that it sucked and like we were awful to deal with, Jeff. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sure. Kevin. Don't worry. Your wife is calling later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's always been about giving back and, you know, I, I loved it and I always had fun calling, you know, getting calls from you guys whenever you would call me, depending on the game I was at. And, you know, it wasn't too, too much, but I'll never forget the first time you called me and Jeff, you're like, so how's your wife? And I'm like, how do you possibly know who my wife is? And you go on to tell me that, you know, you helped with this big fundraiser to help her out when she was, she was right before her surgery. Um, I stayed on the air for 24 hours. We raised $10,000. And, you know, for me, all the people, including you, who helped her before I even knew her, you know, because I, I didn't meet my wife until 2013, you know, I have you guys to thank in part for the life I have now. And that's, that to me means more than anything. And, you know, Kev, when I, when I first started, you know, I was this little college kid who ran into you and I'm like, Oh God, here's the, here's the legend. And here's me up against Mr. Legendary. Who, who the hell did you see? <laughs> if you're calling me a legend, jeez. Oh, uh, you know, but you, you, when I'm when I'm a college kid in 2003, you know, covering sports for the first time, and now you know I'm going on 16 years now doing high school football around here in Lower Bucks and all over the place. You know, this has just been this has been a pleasure, and you know, for me, you know, it's about community. And, you know, kind of like uh, like Jonathan was saying before, I didn't really grow up in a huge football, like, community. You know, I went to a private Catholic high school over in, in uh, near in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. And, you know, we had our we had our teams and we had our program ourselves, but we didn't really have like the big surrounding community, the big rivalries and stuff. And just getting to be a part of that. It, you know, not just with football, but with all sports in, in lower bucks and upper bucks eventually. And, you know, now kind of everywhere, depending on where, where they need me in football season, it, it's been fun. And, you know, it's, it's hard to see when, to me, the hardest thing is when stations, you know, when stuff like this happens, yeah. because it's, it's yeah. such a community thing, you know, it, about so much more than just our radio station it's about the community it's about the people and you know it, it's, a, it's a part of of all of us you know high school football at least for me and and from all for all of us here in this panel it, it's been a part of our lives for years and years and you know when stuff like this happens it's like a little piece of that goes away and so for me it was a joy and i i always had fun with you guys Vinny, I, I appreciate the, those kind words. And yeah, and I think that's what drew all of us. I mean, we all got drawn in because it was our family. It was, you didn't do it for money. That's for damn sure. I mean, you just didn't. I mean, 
uh, you did it because either you were looking to advance in, in, you know, in your career or you did it because you loved it. And sometimes you started out with the idea of you did it to advance in a career if you were young, but you also learned that you had to love it if you were going to advance. And that's what I think uh, we all kind of felt as we uh, moved along. Jeffrey? Kev, this was, I would simply say that, and, and Schwam, you could chip in too, because you've been a part of this for a long time. We were, everybody says, well, you were great. You were great. No, this was a group. This yeah. was, nothing works if you don't do, you know, uh, a, a lot of the lifting and carrying during the course of the show. Schwam sets us up with a great broadcast. Vinny calls in with a great report. Matt's helping out as an intern to doing a broadcast or John stepping in on a big Friday night. Cause Kyle can't do a, a job. It all came together because of everybody. And everybody says, well, you know, you say that because now right. you say it here because it was true. That's true. Uh, guys, thank you. We're going to, uh, bring, can we, can we hang on to Bridget for a little bit. Bridget, yeah. Hang on about Jim church. And Dan, hang so on. Uh, yeah. Now this is where the fun's going to begin. Um, yeah. cause we're going to, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about Jim. Uh, Brian Hensel, uh, you can – do I unmute um, you there? Unmute, Brian, because I mistake. I'm going to unmute um, uh, yeah. Dobus as well, uh, even with his Pensbury uh, – <laughs> with his Pensbury picture. And I'll yeah, put, we told Daryl, no porn. But okay. <laughs> and then I'm going to bring Morehouse house into this as Pensbury well. Pensbury there for crying out loud. Uh, because um, we're, we're going to talk Jim Church here. Oh, uh, well, yeah. And I forgot my train of thought, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, Jim obviously was is the biggest name ever at WMPV. I think we all will agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and, and I'll start with you, Jeff. You had a comment the other day on um, comment, please, about about Jim and what you learned from Jim. Could you repeat that? Oh, grounded. He yes. kept me grounded. He kept me grounded because when I came over from WBCB. And I'm not knocking BCB. I really didn't learn a whole lot over there. I learned mostly 99% of radio at WNPV. But I was one of those guys that, you know, I thought I was going to ESPN, the National Hockey League, yada, yada, yada. And, and Jim kind of said, yo, just slow down. It's about, you know, let's take care of the kids and the families. I was like, okay. And I caught on real quick, you know. And then he would tell me his relationships with the, the different people. And, and uh, Bridge, I mean, he always – always spoke of your dad. I mean, always spoke of your dad. I know you're a big fan of his. Oh, a huge fan. Um, in fact, um, Bill Hunt and Jim Church were the first two names that I knew with uh, WNPV when I was a child. And you know, I kept in touch with Jim Church. Um, I want to say that the, I visited him the first North Penn LC alumni game that Thanksgiving they did a couple of years ago, maybe mm-hmm. five years ago. And it was such a joy to talk to him because he still was so super excited about just talking about games in detail. Um, I listened to him for years on the bench and I listened to, you know, teams and coaches and players from multiple sports, um, different schools. You know, it wasn't just Lansdale Catholic. Dan and I, you know, we'd eat our cereal listening to on the bench um, you know, sometimes my sisters were on there. My, my Bridget, dad. what time was that show on? Do you remember? So I feel like it was nine or 10 guys, nine Oh five, nine Oh five. 
It's 9.05. Join me tomorrow. <laughs> Join me tomorrow at 9.05. <laughs> the emergency uh, broadcast signal could be going on no, in Jim no, no. Let her finish. Yeah. Let her finish. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. But no, he, he really, you know, um, the word community keeps coming up. Yep. And I feel like Jim Church did so much to establish that. Yep. That you, yeah. you know, I would happily listen to the Perk Valley Girls volleyball team. He was so excited about you know, where they were at. He knew their stories. He asked great questions and you, you, you were, um, you know, just involved in listening. You were very engaged in it. I, uh, I would add this if I could, Kevin, yeah, this sure. kind of echoes a little bit of what Jeff said. And a lot of what, what Bridget said is, you know, it, it, when I came out of college in 2003, I, I started working for the station and I was doing like the, the B game. Um, in fact, I believe internet was my first color commentator at a Glenn Mills game. Yep. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, at a college, obviously, you know, your, your goal, if you were a broadcasting major and you had experience calling big time college football is like, Hey man, I want to latch on with a college. I want to get a, a high level minor league gig, maybe work up into the pros. The, the thing that, that Jim established at, at WNPV was a culture of, you know what? This can be a destination. It doesn't have to be a stepping stone. You know, now there are some guys who have have kind of just come through and and moved on to bigger and better things and that's great, but there was some comfort in knowing that Friday night meant something um regardless of of who the teams were and you felt like you were a part of the community by by being able to bring these games to the folks, uh families, friends, neighbors um and that the grass isn't necessarily always greener. Um, and it, it over, I would say definitely over the last like five or six years when I, when I was at the station doing games, I really enjoyed that aspect of it more so than I did as a, a 25 year old kid. Um, you know, I think that's, that's the lesson I learned over, over the years that maybe I didn't learn right away from Jim, but the legacy that he established, yeah. um, allowed me to realize that in the, in the later years. And I, yeah, that, I mean, that's well put. Yeah. And I, I will put that part of the thing with Jim was Jim always took a legitimate interest in how you were doing, how your family was doing. It, it was something that was not phony. It was something that when he asked you about, like he would ask me about my dad all the time and he would talk yeah. about that. And, and when my dad got cancer, he, he right. asked about it. But that being said, Wait, wait, oh, can I just say this? You're right. You're right. He was, he would ask about family, your friends and how everybody was doing, but never ask him for a dollar. That's true. And that's where I was going to turn this. We all have our own Jim church memories that are humorous. Um, are we going to let, are we going to let everybody else in now? Yeah, we're going to let everybody in on this one. Uh, I'm going to start with Kyle and Kyle can start with the Ridley story. Go ahead. You, you tell them about that. Yeah. <laughs> One of our, our favorite stories goes back to, uh, and, and Matt, you were with me. So what, 2007, I think it was. Yeah. 2007. I think it was the district semis. That it night? was quarters. I think. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, one of the, the worst, you know, relative speaking North Penn teams that we covered. Mm-hmm. Um, it struggled that year and got a tough draw and had to go down to Ridley. You had a pretty decent team. Second round. Um, Second round of the playoffs. That's right. Well, they had so. actually they had actually just beaten Downingtown West. I think it was the week before, uh, and, and I think yeah. they had advanced by that. Yeah. So they they started off zero and two. Yeah. To your point. 
yeah, so um, we get down there, um, and of course, you know, f- Friday, Blue Route traffic, and, and the, the setup in, in this situation was um, Matt was with me. Um, was Mike Carey our color? Yes, yeah, so I, I believe Mike was there. Yeah. All right, so, yeah. so it was me, Mike Carey, Matt, and Jim. And, um, you know, we had all the equipment with us. And for those that don't know, when you get into the district playoffs, there is a, uh, a check you have to give to the host athletic director. Um, it's like a broadcast rights fee to offset loss of ticket revenue or some. Which you know, in turn, they have to give you a place to broadcast. Presumably. Yes. So in theory. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of times, especially in our area, you know, people know WNPV and, um, you know, not that you get like VIP treatment, but they recognize, hey, a radio station's here. Let's take care of them. So we get to the stadium nice and early. We are probably there at 4.30. What time? Know, no later than 4.30. Okay. Um, and everything's locked. And then like from the inside of the stadium, this, you know, their athletic director who is probably in his 60s or early 70s emerges and is like, not even, hey, welcome to Ridley. How can I help you? Just where's the check? <laughs> <laughs> and so we all kind of look at each other like, oh, okay. And at some time, sometimes, you know, you have to take a step back and, and let the, the experienced guy handle things. And um, <laughs> at that point, I think Jim said to the athletic director, listen to me, young man. <laughs> it was just awesome. Put him right in his place. Um, unfortunately, he didn't get us a spot in the broadcast booth. Um, we, we wound up, fortunately, Phil, our general manager, had the, the foresight to send a uh, pop-up, for lack of a better term, beer pong table with us <laughs> to, to Ridley because they set us up in the bleachers. The superintendent down there was using the press box as like a luxury suite for his friends and family. So we had no cover. Fortunately, it was, you know, it wasn't raining or anything, but they basically ran an extension cord out of the press box to us. And we had to plug in all our equipment there. We were on the aisle of the bleachers across the way from the Ridley marching band. So after every first down or something, you just hear like, from the band, Um, you know, and it was, it, it was just really funny to see, you know, Jim just kind of say like, I got this, let me talk to this guy because you know what it was, I was 27 years old. I was probably not going to handle it as well as he did. Um, So I was fortunate to have Jim on our side that night. And he kind of, even though we didn't necessarily get a broadcast spot, um, we might not have made it in the gate. (laughs) And that's what $325 gets you from the PI. Yes. I'll tell a story. I was covering. I have, I have, you do yours first. I have two. One involves uh, Bridget. Okay. Uh, I was covering actually North Penn and Parkland at Neshaminy. Um when Austin it was Austin Scott, right? The the running back who Eastern ended up at final two thousand two final. I know where we're going. All okay. right, and so Austin Scott ran nuts. It's like he he ran for like <laughs> five hundred yards, seven touchdowns, like literally, including Rob uh, Rob um is it Rob Olinsky? Was the head coach up there? Malotsky. Malotsky. Yeah. All right. Malotsky had him in the game up 30 or 28 with two minutes to go just to get another touchdown in. And he broke one for about 35 yards. He's team's going to the state final, everything. 
Broke one for another yard. Put it in the mercy rule. It was just clearly to show up North Penn. Jim was not happy. And Jim was really not happy. And I had the little earpiece in. And it was one of the like basic primitive setups where you're trying to find kind of like what Bridget was talking about, trying to find WMPV in like the 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 static at that point. And Jim is like, ah, oh, you know, this isn't gonna stand. Yeah, da, da, da. right. So the next morning at nine oh five, Jim goes on and mentions this and everything, and gives a little lecture to Rob Malotsky. This is the way you conduct yourself. This is the way you don't show people up everything. So the following week, they played the state championship game on Friday night. I think because they were worried about weather. Austin Scott sc- scores maybe three touchdowns. They blow whoever they were playing out. But he gets pulled. I think pulled. it was Coatesville. It was, was He gets pulled, okay, from the state title game. The next morning, Jim comes on, on the bench. Rob Miloski must have heard what I said because he pulled this kid out and just basically like, and I love Jim. And I'm like, Jim, the signal I don't think reaches up to Parkland, you know? <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Well, my two are, the first one is Satterton. I'm setting up for a basketball game, doing it by myself for whatever the reason. If you've ever been to Satterton, you got to crawl under everything. And the old Satterton. The old Satterton. And I'm dirty and I'm sweaty and I'm thirsty. I forgot my wallet, Okay. So Jim comes over and he says, I'm here. You want me to do the game with you? I said, sure, no problem. So we're sitting down prepping and I'm going like this. Look, I'm looking for a dollar to go get a water. And I said, Jim, can I borrow a dollar? I left my wallet in the car. I need water. And all of a sudden, I'm next to Marley Matlin here. Can't hear a thing. I go, Jim, (laughs) Jim. Can I, can I borrow a dollar? And Jim's like, look, you know, and I couldn't get a dollar out of him to go get a bottle of water. That's not a joke. And he would say to me, uh, that'll teach you, uh, you know, you, you, you'll need to bring your, uh, your wallet with you. And I said, okay, I'll bring it. Next one is we are, I'm on the bus doing the magic bus ride, Schwamm, for the Lansdale Catholic game. You guys just win the state title bridge, okay? So we're coming home, and I get off. Now, Schwamm will know. It's hard to sit on that bus and keep that broadcast on, especially you're on a flip with. phone. Yeah, yeah, you had a flip phone, literally. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're like, you know, you got one leg out the window, one up, and people sitting next to you. And I told the story how your dad actually had to calm me down at one point because I was really getting aggravated. And we get no, I carry this for two and a half hours. We get off the bus. I'm not off the last step, and the microphone gets ripped out of my hand. <laughs> Literally out of my head. He goes, give it, give it, give it. And all of a sudden, I go, hi, everybody. Jim Church here. We're in the Lansdale Catholic parking lot right now. <laughs> I want what you want to do. You know, here, I, I got, I got Coach Alvio. A couple of daughters right over here. I, I, I know your name. Tell everybody who you are. <laughs> Bridge, you might have been one of them. You know? Well, I have to say, um, you did an awesome job on the Magic Bus Ride because we had you on as we were coming back from Hershey in the car. Um, at oh, all, well, well, wait, let's, is the Jim church invitation okay? No, go ahead. Go ahead. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, and it was very nice because the station did give my parents the complete coverage of that whole week. And yeah, the, yeah that ride was really special. Um, and I actually was one of the, my sister and I, we were there for a little bit, took some pictures and then we raced back to get the house ready. Um, 
for the company that was coming over to celebrate the state championship. And of course, the first thing we did was turn on WNPV. <laughs> we were doing cutting up pepperoni and cheese and getting everything ready with the radio on. So yeah. Do you remember who he interviewed? Do you remember who he interviewed? I know for sure um, that he interviewed um, Maggie and Mike. Um, right, but it wasn't Maggie and Mike off the bus. It was two of your other sisters. I, I think don't know. Mary, I think it was Mary Eileen right off the bus. Okay. I'm, to, I'm feeling Veronica because I know Mary Frances was with, with me getting ready. It might have been. I mean, I knew Ronnie at that point, but maybe it might have been Ronnie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, can, I can listen to it. <laughs> and, and, of course, we should mention Anthony Blimblin, shouldn't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Council Rock's best player ever. (laughs) Go ahead. Tell the story. I'm I'm going to go check out the kitchen for a duck. Okay. (laughs) All right. So Anthony Blimbin, at at this age, Kyle, I think, were you doing sideline at that point? I believe so. Yeah, I was doing sideline and Jim was still in the booth with Tim at that point. Might have been Tim's uh, last year. Yeah, I believe it was. So, um, yeah, I guess what happened was, you know, there was one of those, again, late in the game situations. And those are always tough for broadcasters because you're literally looking through the scrap heap of your notes and uh, trying to find out who's wearing what number and whatnot. And I guess, you know, Council Rock had a, a guy run into the end zone and, and Jim just kind of invented a name as uh, <laughs> he scored. And he so said, 30, the 20, he's going to go. Yeah, and then he, he named, he like just made up the name as he like went into the end zone. And it just came out as something like Ant, Anthony Blim Blim. And so we would always reference that name whenever we, you know, didn't know a guy's name. Um, you know, I was Anthony Blim Blim. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, yeah. do you remember that we, we were going to hatch a plan where we were going to devise a, an email and send it to Jim at the station from Mrs. Blimblin. Yes. Thanking him for mentioning her son's name on the air. But I think Jeff was the cooler head and said, no, we can't do that. That's too cruel. Yeah. The fun police. Yeah, the fun police stepped in. If somebody, if somebody took the grief on Monday morning, you guys always had to remember that, okay? <laughs> hey, so do we tell we, – well, let's let – Bridge, you're welcome to hang out. If you, I wanted you in part of that when we were talking about Jim. I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. And you're welcome to hang because I'm bringing these guys in and we're going to reminisce. We'll probably talk about talons too. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, um, I do have to run, but – this makes me feel very at home. All of you have such great memories talking about sports and like remembering every single detail. That's what I, that's what I grew up with. So I really appreciate you having me on and uh, I can't wait to see what you guys are going to do because this was really fun and really appreciate the memories that um, you were, you know, you gave us and you were part of. So thank you. Bridget, thank, thank you, you for, thank you for joining us. We, uh, and, so and all the best to the family. Thank you very uh, much. Bridget Algio right. joining us. All right. So let's let's bring in the rest of the crew here. Uh Dudas is with us. Moses is with us. Daryl. Open all the mics, too. I, it's all they're up. all unmuted, I think. Can I can I just say this? I have to apologize to Brian Hensel because I yes. was talking about great color analysts and guys who just plugged in anywhere, whether he came to the studio or he did uh color anal- analytical work. And a hell of a coach. I sent you. Did you get the uh, the audio I sent you? Who me? No, Brian. He's not. A, he's not unmuted. Unmute Brian. Uh, he he should. He is on. Oh wait. No, okay, muted. now he is. Yeah. Now he's muted again. He's there muted. We go. Now, now he's good. There you go. I'm did off you get, now. Yeah, yeah, you're good. The audio I sent you. 
I do not have a video, no. No, audio, audio. Oh, audio, yes. Did you get it? The one you just sent recently? Yeah. Yes, I've got okay. that. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. Okay. You well, thank you for the kind words. I, I got to tell you, it's it was interesting to roll into the WNPV family, uh, WNPV family, uh, because I didn't realize how hard you guys worked at your job. You know, you know, you pace the sidelines for years. And um, when I stepped away from coaching and Jeff, you had invited me to come back into the booth and, and continue to be involved with local high school football. Um, I was absolutely blown away at the level of professionalism that I was greeted with, um, and, you know, from doing games with, with Kyle or Kevin or with Daryl and Mose. I think we did a game once too. Um, it was just incredible. I remember I, I was like a nervous little kid the first time I was going to go on the air and, and Daryl did a great job of just kind of keeping me calm and saying, Hey, listen, just treat it like you're in your living room and having a conversation. And it was a great transition. And uh, just working side by side with those guys uh, was absolutely incredible. And uh, an, an experience that I really never thought I'd have uh, as a high school coach uh, moving into that realm, but it was a great experience and I'm grateful for that. Fooled another one, Nolan. <laughs> now we are, we always had the knack of finding the people that would work. Yeah. Cause I would talk to you. I talked to Schwan. We say, Hey, what do you think? And boom, boom, boom. And I think we had some really good people. And Brian just is like right there at the top. Yeah. You know, can I jump in there, Kev? Yeah, go ahead. The thing I remember about Brian, um, Kyle, you'll remember this too. It was, it was Brian, it was your first summer camp as head coach at CB West. And um, Kyle and I had gone over to, uh, you know, get some background information, introduce ourselves to you and all. And you took us into the room where, the, where all the um, assistant coaches were. And you made it sound like we were, you know, the, the non-parel uh, uh, football information people in Bucks County. And it was like, anything these guys need, you make sure they get it. And you just <laughs> welcomed us with open arms from the beginning. And I'll never forget that. And we, we, Kyle and I both really appreciated that, too. Uh, let me bring in uh, Daryl Dobas here. While Daryl's is Daryl here, Daryl's yeah, poster is there. Daryl, what, what, right. <laughs> on those of us on the Zoom, uh, first of all, Daryl, sh- show the haircut, please. No, wait a second. Is that a football or is that a Bernie Perrant down making a save? I can't tell which one it is. <laughs> one of the two here. Uh, that is that is an authentic program from 1985. That's me on the cover of the Pensbury North Penn game. Wow, I think they, it's the last time Pensbury beat North Penn, actually. That, that by the way, is is how bad of a season 1985 was. <laughs> the punter on the cover of the program. Come on. Hey, punters are people, too. That's right. Hey, this is, <laughs> this only is what happens. Only in Colorado. Only in Colorado. This is what happens when you're dating the photographer. You get on the, you get on the cover there. That was actually our best season. That was a 10-0 and year. I didn't get to play that much, thank God. Oh, that was our best season. We were 10 and 0 that year. Okay. I'm patting myself on the back for you there, Daryl. What? I said I didn't play. I mean, what the hell? I didn't hey, listen. No, Daryl. Besides, that's as good as it's going to look right now because there's the hair. Oh. Daryl, you're, you're, you're 10 and 0. You oh get the brag. You're 10 and 0. You get the brag. Um, all right. It was, a, it was a fun time. Daryl, you, you, you posted something on Twitter yesterday. I think we. Hey, we got to make sure Matt's unmuted too if he wants to jump in. Yeah, Matt's on. Everybody okay. is. Oh, wait. Okay, but never mind. Just Who's running sure. the show, Chuck Irwin? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I'm by the Kevin real quick, by the way, when Hensel coach, it was nice of you to say that I calmed you down because you ask any of the other guys, I drove them absolutely bat crazy. (laughs) So the fact that I calmed you down is actually saying something. Thank you. It was appreciated. Um, Kevin, Kevin, you can mute Daryl now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it. Uh, Daryl, you posted some thoughts yesterday about the station. Uh, just kind of what 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 are your thoughts right now, and you know, as it comes to an end, pain. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's uh, you guys brought me in a little bit. I say you, mean Jeff, Dan, uh, brought me in a little bit when I was doing stuff elsewhere, uh, covering Strathaven primarily, and uh, had some fun with me. Let me in from time to time, and. Like then and now, I don't shut up. Um, but but um, it's it was fun. It, it, I had you guys locked in, and and you know it's been said all over the place. I had you locked in from wherever I was going or coming from with Strathaven to hear you guys on the scoreboard show. I just I I could not go fast enough to get within signal strength. I had to, and it was locked in the whole way. I didn't care what else was on the radio. That was locked in because I wanted to know what was going on. And you got, it was always fun. It was informative. Uh, it, it was just, it, it was a, just a great time to have in the car after, you know, you're winding down from whatever game you're doing. And it was just phenomenal. And to come in and do the internet games and um, go out and try to text an entire playoff game from Quakertown. You remember that, Jeff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember, we, we weren't broadcasting the game on the internet, but I was actually on our website, updating via computer, typing in play-by-play. Yeah, we used to do that, yeah. While Kyle was calling a playoff game elsewhere. Um, So, you know, Kyle left the internet. I took the internet, um, you know, and then I got to do a few games when Kyle couldn't, you know, school responsibilities and whatnot. And then obviously, you know, Kyle's moving on to bigger and better things himself professionally. uh, Then I got to do it. So it's, it, it it was a climb and it was, but it was a lot of fun. And, uh, I mean, just to come in on Friday nights when I had nothing going on for the scoreboard show, Kyle's doing a game and we're all sitting in the office and I had to laugh and Brian said, we worked hard. And on Friday nights, there was, there was long droughts of work and then quick moments of insanity. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was all fun regardless, but we would just sit back and have a blast. Uh, and you know, I wasn't even supposed to be there, but yeah, we just had, it was such a good time. We loved it so much. Uh, I, I, it's going to be tough Fridays coming up in the fall. Well, and obviously it, it's strange that for us, I mean, we're all looking about what may happen in the fall just with high school football in general. But I mean, for us, it is going to be, be different that we're not going to have, uh, the outlet, you know, it's funny. Um, it's funny in a sense where it, it, there would be, and Dan, will talk about this. There were, and I'll talk, we'll talk about Nolan here. Uh, since, you know, everybody else will get roasted, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, Dan and I had a front row seat to some of Jeff's meltdowns. Um, (laughs) I I think I was the first with that. I think he inaugurated that. Oh, that's true. Um, Three, two, one. Go ahead. Remember this? (laughs) Um, And it was one of those things where we we took it serious, but we also kind of knew when Jeff would have his moments to just let it it pass over. Correct, Dan? Yeah, well... We'd let them blow off some steam, and then I'd say, are you done? Are you done? Yeah. And, then, and you then usually would, would do yeah. it with push-ups in the office, so <laughs> that wasn't yeah. me. 
But it's yeah. called the glare. Yeah. But see, in my defense, my attitude was at that point, if we can't be the best, why are we doing it? And that's, I took it, Kyle talked about being too serious and that kind of stuff. And that's in the days when I was a little bit too serious. I, I would agree hundred percent. Dan Morehouse. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He, he would, you, you would get carried away, Jeff. I mean, it was, yeah. it was something, it was something different each week, but it didn't last long. And when we, when we were on the air, nobody ever knew what was going no. on in the studio behind the scenes. And we put on the best show we possibly could. And we would, we would get around week six and you and I have talked about this week six. We would go, why the hell are we still doing this? Like, yeah. and then by week eight, we're fine again. <laughs> Yeah. Like, seriously, like, we would be burned out by week. We have one or two weeks of, like, what? What, what are we doing? This is it. You this is what? it. The last year. We're not doing this again. We're not doing this. <laughs> you know what? And not just time, me. By the time week 10 rolled around and we did the point show and all, it was like, yeah. geez, this, this season flew by. You know, we're the yeah, 10 the weeks. Yeah, new blood helped, though, too. When we would get John would come in or Brian came in. Or Matt. Blood, it kind of picked Matt us up. Matt Matty came in. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mike Kohler, remember Mike Kohler? Came in after Matt left us? Remember Mike Kohler, Jeff? Oh, yeah. I yeah, he was your uh, office intern. Yeah, the career I went, study with you I went guys. To school, I went to high school with his uncle. We had that connection. Was he, the, he, was was he with kid. the kid? Oh, wait. Oh, John Moses, you may be challenged here. Was he the guy with the real deep bass voice? Was that Mike Kohler? Because we yes. had an intern with a real deep, and his cousin was a guy doing overnight radio with CBS. Yeah, that was Mike. John, I'm telling you, dude, this guy might have challenged you for deepest voice ever. Voice. I'm going in office Monday. I think, dude, I'm t- I'm going to go get his. I think I'm going to go in Monday. I'm going to try to pick up some audio on him. I now, think I still have. It. Now we've also had some funny moments that never made air. Um, that will never make air. Well, well, no. Th- here's one. Here's one. Uh, back in the days where we did internet and um, uh, the the radio game. Uh, we had two engineers and one was Chuck who would do the radio. And we had um, the guy with the take it, Jim. Who was that? Oh, Jim, 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 Jim. Jim. Dude, dude, executioner. The executioner. Yeah. Jason <laughs> okay. So Jason Gibson, Jason Gibson. Yeah. All right. So I'm covering the North Penn game. It was North Penn, the Chamonix down at North Penn. And I was in charge of the courier at that point uh, of the high school sports. And I had a, a, another writer with me uh, who will remain nameless. Um, Can you give his initials? Uh, her, initials Smith. her initials her were, initials. her initials were JW. Okay. And, and um, <laughs> WMPV only had two bathrooms, one male, one female <laughs> on a Friday night. Instead not a of lot three. of, it's, yeah. On a Friday night, not everybody paid attention to which bathroom it was or was needed because you didn't expect women to be coming right. in. Right. Um, so we come back from this game and we're going in the Phil's office because I was doing a segment on the show, but we were going to write from there because it, it's like we have Friday paper and all that. And uh, Jen comes back. And, oh, oh, I'm sorry. The reporter comes back and uh, <laughs> and goes to use the women's room and from the other side there's this it's occupied <laughs> coming from the women's room with this deep baritone G- G- the, the reporter never went in there she was scared do you even know do you remember what he did 
Go ahead. He, he exited the bathroom, walked the back way around, and Travis knows this about studios. He got all kinds of doors getting in and out. He goes into the back door of the studio and comes out the front door like he was never in the bathroom. <laughs> he couldn't be blamed for it. Remember, and then he, then he Chuck got upset because he tickled Chuck from behind. Yeah. And you never surprised Chuck. And Chuck had a, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Never tickled Chuck. No, never surprised never... Chuck. And most importantly, never surprised Chuck by tickling. Him. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so, so that was one of our, uh, well, how one... about the pizza? How about the pizza? Remember the pizza story? Matt, uh, come on, Schwam. Matt, uh, Matt Grassy, Matt Grasso. Yeah, Matt Grassy. Matt, yeah, Dudas. Matt was before it? Matt Dudas. Yeah, Matt, Grassy. Matt Grassy. Right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I loved him. Matt was a great guy. I wish we'd hear from him again. He was a great intern. So we're going out for pizza one night. So I give him 25 hours. Okay. So go raise, get two pizzas, bring them back. He says, no problem. He just got his license. I was all excited. So he comes back and he walks in. He goes, I, 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 where are the pizzas? Goes, oh, my God. He goes, they're back, they're back, they're raised. I, I, I left them on my car, and I pulled in. They're not on top of my car. So he runs back to the parking lot, okay? As he's pulling in, he sees the two pizzas just sitting there on the ground perfect until the car ran over them, flushed them. I, he comes back. I give him another $25. Two pizzas cost me 50 bucks that night. Well, that's, all, that's almost as good as the pizza story from this year's anniversary show. Oh God. I'm getting props, Kevin. Go ahead. Okay. So we, we had invited people back for our 20th anniversary and all that. And, um, we had done DoorDash to get pizzas delivered. And, um, let's say the delivery driver didn't know where Snyder road was. Um, so we called them. We're like, we're right near North Penn high school. He went to North Penn high school with, four pizzas that we had ordered in case people had showed up and was standing like I, I'm outside. Now I'm on the air. Jeff is on the air. Daryl's back in the office trying to give this guy directions. And this guy didn't speak. Um, what's it called? English. Um, so we had a communications uh, breakdown. Dan, don't get worried. Okay. What? <laughs> I just tell Dan, don't get worried. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going through this and it's like, um, we're not getting these. The pizza came like two hours late, cold as hell. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and we never got a credit. We never got a refund. Or How about or, the Kev, how about the Kevin Cooney eats uh, blue cake? cake? Yeah. We know the blue cake story. So we have a birthday at the radio station that day and there's cake left over. So Kevin comes and says, can I have some cake? So I say, go help yourself. So Kevin has some cake. So I talked to Kevin about 20 minutes later. And as he opens his mouth, I, I look like a Papa Smurf. Smurf. Yeah, Papa Smurf. His face is blue. His lips are blue. His tongue is blue. He's got blue on his hand. I said, what, what did you do? Because I had a piece of cake. Here he ate the plastic covering on the cake. Oh. He ate the plastic covering on the cake. And I had to sit across from him for two hours with blue coming down here, blue every time he opened his mouth up, every time he reached out. It was great. It, it was, was great. That was great. Um, you know, some of the best times were like the 20 minutes between when I would get back with the equipment from a game and then like hang around in the office. And I would just like see the food, you know, like 
pizza boxes picked through or like cake and I'd look at it and just be like, I'm not sure how long this is sitting now. I don't think I want anything, but it's like <laughs> 10 o'clock at night and I'm starving, so I'm just like, okay, pepperoni, let's go. But John, you you missed the best dinners because and Dan uh, Dan, you know this one, the Alderford tailgate recipe. Oh, yeah. Hey Daryl. Is Those were the best. What you're talking about right here, these all the tail cameras that I have in my hand. It was there not a go. complete broadcast until I heard the Leedy's pork products. That's right. Uh, recipe of the week. That and That's the five right. locations of the physical therapy place too. Hey Travis, it was, it was ten by the time we were gone. Oh, okay. Dan, Dan okay. always apologized to the broadcasters because he said we're probably going to finish it before they get back. So, but we always enjoyed it. Uh, a couple of times when we had coaches come into the studio, they were they were looking for that too. Right. Can, can, can we can we share the secret, Jeff? Go right ahead. We we never had any of it. We never, never. First but, year we did. First. Year okay, yeah. Which leads yeah. Oh, to that's right. The, which, yeah, the crock pot. The crock pot. Yes, that's right. We did the first. Which time. leads yeah. to Brian, another. Brian, we used to cook. Okay. Yeah, which leads to another Nolan practical joke he played on me. Which was, uh, he made me think we were going to be used in promotional photos. Um, <laughs> so he um, had us, he staged, I refused, there was a recipe with grape jelly and hot dogs. Yes. Oh sweet God. and sour hot dogs. Hot dogs. Sweet, sweet and sour hot dogs. And... Um, he, he told me, oh, they're going to use this in a promotional thing. And, and he even got Joe Moskal to come in to take pictures. No, it's Linda. Linda. Or Linda. To take pictures, yeah. And we had it. I'm like, I'm not eating that. Uh, you got to. It's part of the promotion. All right, fine. So I have it. And like about two weeks go by, I go, yo, where's the promotional pictures? He goes, yeah, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. I think he let me in like five weeks later, like. Well, the whole thing was we made him eat a half a dozen because we wanted good pictures. And you could see on his face, <laughs> I he went was dying wretch. every single time. Oh, my God. And, there's, and Linda's standing there with the camera, and I'm just giggling because there's no film in the camera. And she's just taking pictures, and you're shoving them down. <laughs> they were. Well, Kevin, Kevin there, I don't remember if this happened before or after that, but there was some revenge against Jeff oh. and Daryl Berger. No, you, what was this? Do you remember? I, I don't remember. Do you remember the John Skibby? Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah I remember. Well, it was the off the air one, where you were making, you were joking around with Kevin. Yes, Jeff, and oh, we oh. were off the air. I, I don't want to get into it because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But no, I can tell well, the story. He's okay. laid off right. now anyway, so what's the difference? I, well, I know. No, no, but I, I, I don't want to speak out of too far out of school, but all I will say is when when it was going on and nearly came to an end the, the joke part came to a conclusion i walked out of the back room my stomach was gone i'm thinking oh dear god jeff's gonna be fired i just couldn't believe it. so i was really early into this whole thing but go ahead and tell him what happened Jeff. what happened was uh daryl berger the program director came in late and said hey you said something on the air that the owner was upset with now the owner of our radio station is one of the most Wonderful man was that you ever meet was nice yep. John passed Steve. away. Okay, yep. a wonderful man. One of the highlights of working there was meeting him. It had nothing to do with Mr. Skibby. Berger was playing a trick on me. He goes, "You're you're you're you might be terminated. You might be getting fired because you said this." And if you guys remember, I was nine, ten seconds away from just exploding and going yep. off, yep. and Berger stopped it. I mean. 
he couldn't have timed it any better. He let me off the hook right before I went off. Right before. It was a great practical joke because everybody believed it. Bef- yeah, uh, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. Before we go, we every one of us in this chat room, except for Collins, I think, um, and Travis, obviously, because you were in cold country. Um, partook- I just came back from Shemokin there, Travis, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell uh, you about Foxville, the construction. I, I'll tell you about the construction I had to deal with. Tough act in the fact. Part, yeah. part, yeah. Partook of the diner and the diner was something we did after the show on Friday nights. A lot of us were single at that point. Uh, no kids. No. Oh, okay. Joe. <laughs> um, but it started as a tradition. I believe Kyle after a double header. Um, yeah. A playoff so, double header. This was, I believe in Oh four. Um, when we started this. So I was, uh, Jim Church was doing the North Penn games in the playoffs, and I was doing the Lansdale Catholic game. And I think LC was playing at Wissahick. And so what what Jeff decided to do, which was a great idea, was we'll go live on the radio with um, the uh, North Penn game. And we're going to be live on the internet, I believe, with with the Lansdale Catholic game, but tape it as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And what you would do then is we after the North Penn game ended, we'd do a super quick – scoreboard show like 10 minutes basically since it was the playoffs like here's here's the scores boom 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 here's a lanso catholic game we're gonna play it basically live from tape um and the way it wound up happening i think the the lc game might have ended around the the rebroadcast that has ended probably around 11 30 maybe even midnight um and we were just sitting around and we're like, you know what? Schwamm, I think it was later. Schwamm, I think it was later. Yeah, I think yeah. it was almost, almost 12, 31 o'clock. Okay, so we just said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to do a scoreboard show because right. there's nothing. Who's listening, first of all? We're just we, basically like what we're doing right now. We just sat around, talked football, whatever. And then, you know, we got off the air probably closer to 233. Right. And Troy Aikman said, was pissed, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, like, you know what? It's almost time. Like, at this point, let's just go eat, right? We've been in the studio for almost 10 hours at this point. Uh, so we went to the the American Star Diner on, on Welsh Road in, in Lansdale. And uh, that became like a Friday night tradition. And it was great because uh, it was basically just after everything was said and done, you know, we had a, a good night on on the broadcast on the scoreboard show and we could just go either talk about the game talk about you know who we thought was a horrible play-by-play broadcaster in the philadelphia sports market mm-hmm. <laughs> who um you know who, who the flyers should trade for or wait wait dan we also talk about the phils oh, oh, the about the phils too. The the phils. yeah yeah kevin kevin had the full story for us all the time right. so so the diner was great, and and we always you can't like pick up those fingers, can you, Kevin? No, I can. <laughs> I'm, I'm reconsidering this video option. Oh, sorry, Swamp. Yeah, and we always like over tipped our waitress because you know there's a bunch of she saved some soup for us. Yeah. Just do you remember Swamp? You remember our waitress's name? Lori. <sighs> Lori. That's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can imagine the the diner crowd at two in the morning is typically not a savory one, but we were <laughs> including us. No, no, no. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we, were, we were fine. 
We were clear on is, you know, there is a sign at it, when you walk into the American star diner or you can't right now, but um, it's like, please wait to be seated. And we, we walked in like we were the freaking rolling stones. We just went right to our table, sat right near the salad bar. Schwan, you were there waiting right. for us. You know, it was great. But Kyle, our, our waitress, our waitress, was happy to see us because yeah. we would commandeered a table for two and a half hours. We would leave her literally a hundred percent tip. Yeah. Yes. So she yeah. loved us. She yeah. loved us. What we did was no matter what you had, you dropped a 20 on the table for the most part. Yep. Pretty much. Except so Jimmy Nelson. Got, Jimmy yeah, Nelson put a 10 on the table and took 12 back. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> International man that's, of mystery. That's, that's after his phone rang three times because his mom was calling. Yeah, right, right. Uh, it was, uh, but that happens to all 30 year olds. <laughs> Jimmy still has his milk money from kindergarten. I miss Jimmy, man. He, Jimmy's uh, got two kids now, too. That was great. She remember Laurie would literally drop everything she was doing and run to us. Yes, mm-hmm. she would. And she, oh, and she yeah. always knew she had my order because I never changed it for, for all those years. It was a hey, partner, I could do it. Yeah, well, hon, can me- I have a BLT uh, toast, uh, no mayo? Uh, skip the French fries and uh, give me some applesauce. You got it. You got it. That was it every week. <laughs> but that became anybody that started with us to had a first night for the most part. I would take over with with us to the the diner yeah. and just intern. Treat the we take the interns once a year. Yeah. Interns, except right. except probably everybody here on the, the well, panel. Do, I probably never did. Do this. We took you right. Oh, I was there every week yeah. for that two years. Yeah. Yeah, you were a big, you were a two ice, uh, two scoops ice cream kind of guy in a Mountain Dew, if I remember correctly. <laughs> those, those, those were those were the pre-diabetic things. Kevin, Kevin, we're not under FCC regs here, right? I'm not going to use an F bomb, but we're not under FCC regs here, right? Well, no, we're not. But okay, well, I think it was one of those dinners, uh, Matt Dudas. Being raised in the suburbs, and I coming from North Philly. Uh, North we're Philly. About some, we're talking about some coach, I think, down in the lower area of Bucks County. We uh, his name or his initials. And I used the term jit bag. <laughs> Matt, Matt no, had sorry, never I heard that, that word before. Thought it was the greatest description ever. He used it every chance he got. Then, when he went to Millersville and start on the golf team, had every member of the golf team using the term "jit bag" or whatever okay. other cows they were playing as they were hitting their, you know, swinging their their nine iron. Okay, since we're going down this road, there uh, uh, the diner was also the the creator of the. Uh, uh, Jeff, what, what's the section we always send people to? Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys are on there. You, you're on your own. Dead Daryl. The F-off section. Yes, yeah. the F-off. <laughs> if you annoyed us, That's go right. to the F-off section. It's like the penalty box of the diner. Yeah. 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 Or if you can talk about the fills. Uh, that was Brian, the scoreboard, we, scoreboard Brian, show XM version. Brian, did we take you to the diner? Yeah, we took Me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Brian's Brian. been there. Yeah. It was also great when we took Brian to diner. It was great because Brian really spoke about how he felt about some of the coaches that were in the area. Agreed. I was trying to be honest. The filter was down. Yes. (laughs) Yes. The filter was definitely down. I very seldom hear Brian has to say anything negative about another coach. Never. You're you're not going to hear me say that because not now. As as was said earlier in this broadcast, this is a tough job being a coach. You know, you're always being criticized. You get no pay for it. Right. Um, You don't see your family. So yeah, you're glutton for punishment for coaching. And then you came to be a broadcaster where you always get criticized. You make no money. (laughs) 
Well, it was done. an easy transition. <laughs> and one thing we should say before we, we start to wrap it up here, Kyle and John and Daryl, you guys pull wonders on the field sometimes with equipment that um, didn't always uh, hold up together. Uh, Kyle's the king. Kyle's yeah, Kyle. God, you, man. The first, game, the first game that I, before I even worked for you guys, I shadowed Schwami for a game. I think it was North Penn LaSalle, probably week two, 2012, something like that. And, like, seeing him run back and forth and, like, set up the wireless, test a pregame, and then, you know, like, run down there and automatically just pull together, like, three interviews on the spot. Like, I was blown away by that the first time I saw it. Kyle? Well, I, I kept adding things to the broadcast, like from a technical <laughs> standpoint, just, I don't know, to test myself. But like at the end, right, we would have our remote broadcast equipment. We would have an FM transmitter so we could hear the sideline when we went down to do post game. Uh, we had a wireless microphone. We had a mixer. We had a laptop. We had a mobile hotspot. I kept stats on an iPad while I was doing play by play and holding like my nine square foot chart. Um, it was, you know, it was fun. Um, you know, and I, I think the, at the end of the day, it was just, we tried to give the folks the best broadcast possible. And even if it's, like I said, a week five game between a one and four and a two and three team, we treat it like it's a Super Bowl. Um, and the fans deserve your best every time. And that's where, you know, the only time that I would come back to the station upset and Jeff, you know, this is, for two reasons i would come back to the station upset if from a technical side we had some issues that whether like the wireless mic dropped out or we lost our connection a couple of times or if i fudged a call uh at some point during the game even if it wasn't like the game winning touchdown but it was like i misidentified the 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 running back on a play that got a first down yeah, you I would, beat yourself I would up pretty good yeah because yeah, i know up. that you know it's it's a it's something that the you know, family and friends are listening to. And if that's the kids one carry for the game and I blew it, I didn't do my job that night. No. Kyle, yeah. Kyle you beat yourself me, up. Yeah. Kyle made me have to up my game and uh, no one beats themselves up more than I probably do, but uh, you know, part eyes and part seeing what Kyle did. I used to, you remember, I used to have everything on a legal, uh, on a legal sheet and they would be in small print and everything. And I would just flip it and it'd be this one piece of paper covered in protective plastic for all the information that I wanted for the game. Then I see Kyle and I see his spot chart. And uh, first of all, it's much easier on the eyes and just all the information that he had on it. I still don't know how Kyle, you do it with the iPad. I, I couldn't do it. I've got to do it by hand. It just, it, it's too much with, with the iPad, but I, I had to up my game because I'm thinking Kyle has done major college. He's doing this. He's showing that there's a different way to have more information uh, and have it easily available to you. And, uh, uh, you know, to watch Kyle, whether I was doing color or just watching the game, uh, you know, he really had to make me up. In fact, I'd probably gone too far. I think I was blocking Kevin's uh, view of the Eastern State Finals that we worked last year Yeah, <laughs> for the network because my board's too big. But um, Kyle really, uh, he really forced you to uh, find uh, find another level. Uh, even if it was off air, he, he forced you to find another level to be better. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. And, and Kyle, I haven't said it enough, by the way, what you did with the scoreboard show in week 10. Was yeah. Amazing. I want to talk about that Points. before we go. go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, just, Jeff. But it, just, just, phenomenal. Just, but I want to compliment not only you, 
but Daryl and John too, because Kyle did make you guys work harder. John, you were a stud when it came to technology too. You were you were nobody slouch in that department at all. So yeah, I mean, you did. You know, really I had hard. never called a football game before, which is why you know I needed to. You know, I, I called probably two in college, but you know, I didn't have any sense of how to make my own spot chart. I mean, like I, that big cardboard, you know, four by six. The Toronto is like. I made those for games that I did with you guys, um, you know, like, and, you know, everything split down the middle with little stories here and there about each team and then the full rosters on it. I mean, I, I, I couldn't imagine doing a football game and having like a different piece of information in my hands um, than what I saw Kyle use. You don't, you don't take that to basketball, do you? You you condense it more for basketball, don't you? Correct. Yeah. No, I have uh, I have legal sheets that I do in Excel. Okay. It's way easier. <laughs> it's way yeah. better. Uh, yeah. Jeff, and you want to think my predecessor would just buy a program on the way into the stadium? <laughs> Excuse, me. Excuse me. Excuse me. It's program. 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 Uh, hey, real quick, guys. I have to, I have to jump out of here, but it has been great catching up with all of you from the beginning to the end. Thank you, David. And uh, hey, Kevin, it was always a pleasure having you on the air at the other station with us. Dan, too, everybody else in the group, and Jeff, thank you. You're the one that first. Hey, uh, hey Dave. Yeah. Do you know Jesus? Yes. <laughs> a personal relationship Chip. with Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. That's right. Yes. That was an old uh, that, was Bill that, that was Bill Redner's for, thing. Uh, yeah. For, we had a, a commercial for a church from Ewing, New Jersey on Tensbury football. But Jeff is the first one that let me do play by play for ice hockey way back when. It ended up going to Pittsburgh, it ended up into Nauticom, <laughs> and then it ended up into. WNPV and the intelligence and and now twenty five years of friendship, buddy. Twenty five years of friendship. Yeah, and now I'm uh, I'm working with SiriusXM on the sales side, so it's uh, boy. radio is always in my blood. Should so. be back in radio. Should be back in radio. David, Good thank luck you to all you guys. Thank you very much, thank David. You, Good to see you, Dave. Uh, yeah, there, Jeff, there. before we before we wrap up, let's talk about Week Ten and, and obviously what Kyle did, and we got to say this: Tim Tim Ford beforehand was yep. awesome. The envelope. The envelope. The envelope. The envelope. Week five. Well, let me, let me explain to Brian what's going on because everybody else probably does. Tim Ford used to take an envelope week number one, and he would put in the eight seeds at that point right. and yeah. leave it, and we, we'd lock it up somewhere. And then we would open up week number 10. 10. 10. Yeah. It was week five yeah. he used to do it. It was not week okay. one. It was always week five was because week we had an f- idea of what, who, what was going to happen. Uh, but then Kyle ran with it. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that I, that program really – just kind of was icing on a cake on that week number 10. And it was, it was wild because I was finding ways to kill time. So Schwamm had the time to get it done after doing the game and, you know, the pressure on him to get it right. Inevitably somebody would sit and say, Oh, you were, you know, you were wrong or whatever like that. But it was, that was award. That was award winning radio. I mean, really. And and it only got better. Good. Brian. I was just going to say that I have uh, a lot of friends in the football community. And when they heard that WNPV was going off the air, they said, is there any way to save the scoreboard show? And the very first thing that they talked about is, and, and I don't know what our listenership was in terms of volume, but I can tell you that everybody tuned in week 10, Kyle, you were the centerpiece of that. And to this day, I can't think of a single person that hasn't said he's a genius. I can't believe he can pull all those numbers together especially in the time that he has. And, uh, you know, in the situation we have right now with no sports live right now, professional college or even scholastic, um, 
when it comes back in the fall, I think that people are going to be saying, where's the scoreboard show? I, I don't think I know they are. And I, I wonder what kind of vehicle can be put together to, uh, to keep something like this alive. It won't be the same, but it's got to be alive in some way. <laughs> Brian, I'm just going to say this. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Kyle, um, your work that week, and obviously that starts week one for you. I mean, that, and you're still doing it for district one, obviously, but correct. Yeah. The, the work starts in July when the schedules officially come in and I have to fill out the spreadsheet that the, the years that kill me are the every other year when the realignment happens and leagues change. So schedules change. Cause a lot of years, like year to year, it's just, okay, now they're playing this team on the road week two. And it's the formula is the same and the lookup is the same. So I have a big spreadsheet. It's got six tabs on it, single A, double A, triple A, four, five, and six A. And it has the schedule of every team in district one, which I think sits at 61 teams now, I think in all classifications. Yep. Um, and I'll shout out Dan Houston, who's a math teacher at North Penn high school. He showed me uh, an amazing uh, shortcut in Excel that helped me to to kind of plan things and um, helped me to kind of save some time on the back end of things. Then it's just a matter of getting the data and getting it right and throwing it together and spitting out some numbers. Um, I always have fun starting like week eight trying to project who's going to be in and who's not. Uh, usually upset some people along the way <laughs> by saying, like, why didn't you pick my team to win? Um, well, it's good radio. <laughs> it's, it's good radio, right? But at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I try to just sprint to the finish. And, and week 10, um, you know, at 11 o'clock p.m., we are going on with the numbers. And, you know, we'll, we'll have all 16 coaches on. The, the, I wish people could see how many people go in and how many moving parts there is for that show on, on week 10, um, you know, getting coaches like, cause, cause we don't know who we need to call until like 11 o'clock. And, and it's, you know, Jeff is, is kind of running the board and, and Kevin and Daryl and I are back and we've got a couple interns in the front office trying to make phone calls to coaches. Meanwhile, I'm getting text messages from coaches. Like, where are we? What number do we have? And, and I'm texting them back. Like, leave me alone. I'm trying to do a show. <laughs> We'll talk to you in a minute. Um, and you're still trying to find a, a store from Washington, D.C. Yeah, and, and that's out. the crazy thing is, like, we, we just got to go all over the Internet to find what's going on. Um, but it's it's a labor of love, and, man, it is just uh, – you, you feel like you've run a marathon at the end of that show, but there's always a, a trip to the diner waiting for you when it's done. Didn't you lose it. your computer late one season? Didn't you fr- it get fried or something? That was one when year? I moved. That's when I moved to Google Sheets. Because that was, yeah, I had to basically redo everything. You're right, Daryl. Uh, I remember then, that. You were in the office. That was a nightmare for you. I felt so bad. And then there was the year where a reporter listening to the radio had it up on his blog post two minutes after we signed off, which made Kyle really mad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, well, yeah. here's the best part about that. I think the, 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 uh, schadenfreude here for, uh, Mr. Rick O'Brien was that he wasn't going to bring the actually, name up, but go ahead. Um, so he, we actually had, um, the numbers changed the next day because of an, uh, opponent game that was being played on a Saturday and it actually flipped two of the teams. 
Um, and I immediately like tweeted out like, Hey, this is changing. I, I actually called the coaches that it, it involved. Um, and he never updated his blog post. I think it's still wrong. So <laughs> we win. That's when the, wa- that's when the watermark started. Yes, that was, I was the watermark. I have to, I, I want to ask Travis this question. You spent the past couple hours with us. Thanks for doing that. Um, what, how do we compare as a group to what you work with in a different part of the state? You're the best, period. Uh, I had a chance to work, uh, luckily, at uh, WPPA and T102 in Pottsville. Uh, unfortunately, they never put the high school football recap show on the FM, the 50,000-watt FM. It was always oh, on the Wow. Uh, we oh. had, you know, scoreboard updates three times an hour, but usually downstairs on WPPA where the bathrooms were located, so I had to run down <laughs> if I was engineering the game. <laughs> and then I they would lock the two so doors. Fun. The guys who were downstairs working the game, they'd lock the two doors and leave me out. It's like, all right, got to <laughs> wait another 10 minutes to... <laughs> But, uh, uh, yeah, we had Pottsville Area High School football, uh, which they still have on WPPA. There was a time where we had four stations and games on every station, and, and the broadcast teams would come back and, and do recaps, and it would just be reading of the scores. We didn't have any other writers on. We didn't have any agreements at the time because the owners of the Pottsville Republican, uh, they used to run one of our com- competing stations. And then, mm-hmm. thankfully, 2003, they got sold. And they shut the AM station down. And then uh, Leroy Boyer, who's still the editor of the Pottsville Republican and Herald, he came aboard with us. And we did a Saturday morning hour-long show where we'd spend the first half hour of the show doing the uh, scores and highlights and recaps. And then the second half would be interviews. But as far as a Friday night show, uh, you guys were the best. And I've been part of other shows that had uh, other writers on uh, back when – 106.5 in Bloomsburg was doing the Berwick games with the legendary Jim Doyle. Which is big, which was huge for you guys up there. It still is. It still is up there. Uh, But, you know, on my way home from from Allentown or wherever, you know, I didn't, uh, if I couldn't get AM 1440, which was most of the time, I have the phone on, I have it all the way up, I have my sweatshirt on, and I would literally have the phone right here listening to you guys on the drive home because there were no other shows in district three, uh, you know, district, you know, usually the, the stations in Lebanon, you couldn't get them. Uh, nobody in Lancaster had anything. Nobody in Harrisburg or York had anything after hours. So you had to wait for TV. Uh, luckily you guys were there and it was absolutely, uh, an absolute hoot to listen to you guys every night. And, and Kyle's week 10 show was required listening. Yep. Uh, it, regardless if you didn't know any of the teams, it was just from, from a guy who worked 17 years in radio running games and knowing what it's like behind the scenes, you know, kudos to everybody who put that together board operators. And like you said, interns, broadcasters, that was, that was award-winning stuff. Let me, we're wrapping up here. Uh, so let me, I'm going to ask everyone to give a brief final thought. I'll give it in order here. I'm going to call you guys out. There's a specific like order I want to go in. Let's start with Matt Dudas. Matt, can you uh, kind of some final, final thoughts before we say goodbye? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe it's kind of been almost a half half a lifetime ago for me that I, I started with you guys. Uh, going back to the famous pizza, uh, you know, season opening night where I sat down with you. I'd grown up listening to games on WNPV 
uh, you know, going back to, I think 1998 was the first North Penn game that I went to. So, you know, I remember the first time I, I went into the station, I went home and told my parents, you know, I was working at WNPV and my mom uh, thought, I think the auto for tailgate recipe was real. So that was like, telling her there's no Santa Claus. Um, so that, that was tough, but you know, I, I learned so much from, from Kyle. Uh, you know, he's obviously, you know, been a, a big influence on me. I worked in the minor leagues after that, largely because of him, I think, and, and what I was able to learn. Uh, but all of you, I mean, I, I, I really cherish the friendships I have with, you know, with Jeff for bringing me in. And, you know, I, I was the board operator on the NASCAR races, worked with <laughs> Tanner, you know, throughout all those times. And, um, you know, Kevin, I, I still keep in close contact with you. And, you know, in the last couple of days, just talking to Dan again, it's like no time's passed. So it's been really special to me to, to kind of think about all the great times we share together. A lot of those on the XM version of the show, yes. at, uh, at the <laughs> um, but it, it's all been a blast. And I, I really appreciate you guys having me be a part of this today. It's been great to kind of think about all the, the amazing memories that we were able to have together. Uh, Moses is not back. So I'm going to go to Travis. Your thoughts. Let me give you my NPV memories and uh, with, uh, with you guys. First time I ever hear the station, uh, 1999. I'm actually, in town with my friends from uh, Belfont and State College because I was working there for a little bit at the time. And uh, on our way home from the state bowling tournament, we were just searching the dial in 1440, the NASCAR race. Perfect. We're listening though, as long as we can. Later that year, 99 uh, state uh, final between CB West and, and Erie Prep. Uh, I'm with Sports Fever. We're doing the game on the internet. <laughs> we did the entire weekend. Uh, Jim and the guys are right next to us. And we wrap up our show. Jim and all the guys are still going on. I jump on and join Jim for a little bit during the post-game show. So that was my first time on NPV. And then you guys uh, just uh, being able to contribute to the show. Uh, it's, been, it's been great. If you ever do it again, let me know. I'll be glad to be your District 3 slash Cole Region correspondent. Travis, thank you. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Brian Hensel. Well, I got to tell you, I, I feel blessed to have the opportunity of being part of the WNPV broadcast team. You know, sports are a major part of the fabric of what makes us America. And high school sports, and specifically high school football, is the pinnacle of youth sports. All of us have had a chance to be a part of that in some way, shape, or form uh, in our formative years. And, and, and this show and this team has brought that to life for so many people. Uh, I'm going on my you know, third decade of being a teacher and a coach in the area, and I can't begin to tell you the number of people that have told me how influential a program like this is and, and how much it meant to them. You know, I, I still remember the very first time I was able to bring two of my captains over to uh, the, sh the, the Saturday morning show on the bench with Jim Church, and I was just amazed by it because as a kid who grew up in Philadelphia – we didn't have weekly broadcasts on the radio. It was pro teams and college teams. So by the time I came into the, the Central Bucks area, I was telling my friends that I had grown up with, oh, yeah, the, the game's on the radio this week. And they were amazed by the fact that the coverage that, that, that was able to be given to local sports, and it's only grown and gotten better. And I look forward to seeing, you know, what can happen with this, uh, you know, what will happen after this is, uh, is moving on and, and where it will go next. But uh, – it's a great thing, and it's got to have a life uh, that continues. Brian, thank you. Uh, let's go to Dan Morehouse. Dan? 
Yeah, Kev, it, for me, I mean, I had I had no business being on the radio. I, you know, I, I had no broadcasting background. I was a school teacher. I could I write because I went to Catholic yeah. school. You know, they, t- they teach you how to write in Catholic school. And I got that newspaper job by, as a, by a fluke, then met Jeff. Jeff brought me into the radio station. And I spent from week 15 of 2003 to the fall of 2012 when I got sick. I didn't finish out that season because I got sick with yeah. my heart issues. And it was, it was a blast. I mean, it, every year was a blast. The friendships that I made, the people that I met, the relationships that, that I'm going to have forever. I'm just, I'm real grateful to everybody involved in that. Because like I said, I had no right being there. Dan, thank you. Daryl. There's John. You, you saw John. John <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Moses back? I think no. John's back. John. There's John. He's on we'll get John, we could get He's John on the, on the air here. Hold on. Hold on here. Why is Matty um, muted? Matt, no, he muted himself. Muted he muted himself. himself. Okay, there he is. Okay. All right, I have John. a dog. Hey, I don't want my dog uh, hijacking the show. No, that's okay. <laughs> hey, hey, John, Moses? Hi. Yes, sorry. My parents called me. That's okay. Uh, mom, or, or, is that? Jim Nelson? Talk about mom and dad. No. Talk about mom. How's your mom and dad? <laughs> uh, John, we're doing our uh, final thoughts. Uh, your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's I, – I think the, the station sort of ending its run is a – pretty just just sort of hard thing for me to swallow um this was the first place that i really felt like i had my own opportunity to um to start to build on a career you know i'd done a little bit of baseball and you know that was such a strange experience but this really felt like the first time that i had the opportunity to just do what i was most interested in and um you know i said before i'm forever thankful to meet Jeff Nolan and to, to have the opportunity that he provided me and then, you know, build a great friendship over the years. And now, you know, even to this day, like, you know, Jeff and I call each other and, you know, talk about women's basketball and the Mac and Ryder for year, for a long time. And, um, you know, when, when the news came across that NPV was, was going to close and, and go off the air, I was, I remember feeling pretty emotional for a couple of days. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you always remember where you got your start, and for for me, that's WNPV. John, I appreciate it. Hopefully there's a minor league baseball season for you coming up here at some point. Yeah, yeah. really. I'm not optimistic, but I hope so too, guys. I, I appreciate it. Uh, Daryl Dobas. Dan, you said, uh, you know, you didn't think you belonged on radio. All I know is, is that if Jeff wasn't such a great friend and had some kind of trust in me, I'd have probably been off the air about 15 years ago. He's covered my ass more than uh, – then I can even thank him for. So you can Darryl, blame him for me doing it. Daryl, keep in mind, I used to drink a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I was there to bail you out a couple times on that. <laughs> um, uh, two, two quick thoughts. I, I, I didn't mind being a foil uh, on and off the air. We've definitely had a lot of pretty funny conversations off the air uh, during the games. But um, two quick things that, that come to mind. First of all, um, uh, year you guys were doing, I guess it was week 10. I'm coming back from Stratham. You guys are trying to decide who's going to win districts and North Penn was the eight seed. And when you played it back the following week and I had said North Penn was going to win districts and everyone was picking, what was it? Downingtown, I guess. And they were like, Downingtown's going to win. Downingtown's going to win. And you never played me because I was the only one that said, fine, North Penn's winning district. And they ended up winning. Yeah, remember that? We edited it out. You yes. edited it out. You never, you never did that. You never put that on, and you never gave me credit, and I didn't mind. We're still fun. playing your – no, but we're still we're playing, playing your, 
you're, we're still playing your uh, field goal call from McManus. It's still on the air. I was going to say that the radio station has been shut down and it's still going. Yeah. I'm um, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's okay. But the, the other, the other memory I'm going to have is going to be, um, I mean, yeah, there are goofy calls and God knows I've, I've made an idiot of myself on the radio, but um, this year, um, the fact you trusted me to take over for Kyle and it was a hell of a season. I mean, we had North Penn that struggled. We had a lot of close games um, the week, and it, maybe it's the West in me, and, and Coach, uh, you'll, you'll know this, the week that West had when they beat North Penn mm-hmm. and the hell they went through. I mean, I've got two kids in that school, and what they mm-hmm. went through, and Kevin was with me on the call, and my voice was gone. I was sick. Yeah. And, um, and they won that game, and to see the emotion – after that game was just so amazing. And then they lose to Sarton. I knew these kids. This is where it's tough. This is where I know these kids on these teams. I coached them. So then they lost to Sarton in that heartbreaker. And then, um, you, you know, we see that double overtime, that double overtime uh, lost by Sarton to South when Sarton had the chance to tie West uh, for a league title. Um, it was so the season was so emotional and there were so many good teams that were doing so many good things and we got to see them. And Jeff, I don't think you picked a better schedule start to finish. Um, We really had great games. It wasn't about flex at the end. We had good games from the Chamonix getting blown out by North Penn right out of the shoot um, to the, to the final one, um, you know, in in the regular season. And then, and Kevin, it's always fun doing games with you. I will not forget thanksgiving and all that we went through and and the, the love quaker town gave us up there in the booth that yeah. just starts yeah. start to finish it, it's a shame it ended and i just i can't believe that's the last football game uh i'm gonna call on wnpv but uh, this season has just been it's been fun it's been magical thank you daryl kyle berger i can't believe they paid us to do what we- <laughs> Wait, you got paid? Uh, hey, hey, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, you're not getting paid today. I know I'm not, but this is the thing, right? We've just sat around on a on a conversation for the better part of three hours, and it was like we've we've been friends for life. And that's the stuff that I take away from this. You know, the the thrill of calling a high school football game on a Friday night is one thing, and it's nice to go up into the press box at Crawford stadium and, and see the same people sitting right in front of you season in and season out. And you just say, hi, how are you? Um, you know, the same coaches at, at different uh, high schools when you visit them in August, just to check in and see, Hey, how, how have you been? It's been a while um, to be invited into stadiums, to be invited into locker rooms by coaches and players um, and develop a relationship with them. Um, has just been really special and, and to develop friendships from poker games to <laughs> pay-per-view boxing matches, yep. with all of, all of this group watching together in somebody's basement um, or somebody's parents' basement, uh, <laughs> you know, it's been just so much fun. Um, I think it's fitting that we're, we're going to bring this to a close at a little bit after seven o'clock on a Friday night yeah. because mm-hmm. that's, my favorite time of the week. And, you know, for the last several years, um, I have to be in early at school on Friday. So I was getting up at like quarter of five mm. in the morning and 
I never felt tired doing a high school football game or doing the scoreboard show because it's just something you love so much and you get so much energy from everybody that's involved. Um, and uh, we had a good run, boys. Yep. Something we can always be proud of. Um, thank you, Kyle. I'm going to give my final word, then give it to Jeff for his the last word here, uh, and then we'll say goodbye. Um, you know, I think one of the things you think of when – things are good or sometimes when things are bad and you know, it's strange when you say this, but you know, I know that studio and I know the people that I worked with for 20 plus years. Um, and I remember that the nights when it wasn't great, um, the night I got laid off at the courier, um, Jeff went, Hey, take the night off. I'm like, no, I want to be there. Um, Two weeks after being in ICU, I was there on a Friday night because I wanted to be there. Uh, And I couldn't imagine being anywhere else uh, back in 2013 with Dan and and Kyle and and Jeff. Um, September 11th, uh, the the Friday afterwards, I was covering a game at Council Rock. I busted my rear end to get back to Lansdale uh, because I wanted to be with my guys. Uh, That kind of shows what kind of family we became. And, you know from funerals and weddings and everything. We were there for each other. Um, And that beyond games is what I think I'll always remember. I'll always remember that this was my happy place for 15 Friday nights of fall. There were times it wasn't always happy. There were times we all got mad at each other. Uh, We had, we had screaming matches that would have done it doors. Um, but it was the people that always made me come back. And the one, you know, and Kyle and, and Dan and Daryl and, and Brian and all them and everybody, I, I kept coming back because of them and because of the kids and everything that we were doing. But I especially want to say I came back because of Jeff. And Jeff took this kid who showed up for a preseason show in a full suit and tie, thanks to Daryl. Uh, back at Nauticom, uh, remembering that radio was a non-visual medium. And uh, Mr. Nolan had a, had a lot of, a lot to do with what I've been able to accomplish in whatever journalism career I've had. And uh, for that, I'm thankful. And I'm always thankful for everybody in this room. Jeffrey. Uh, first of all, it's 7.08 Eastern time, 7, uh, what time? 5.08. 7.08. <laughs> no, it's 7.11 Eastern time, 5.11 Central time, and we have not had to play the Mexican national anthem to wake Dan up. And the second thing would be, nobody knows Daryl. <laughs> Excuse me, I got a pain. <laughs> Why don't you... Uh, a trivia question about a it took three hours, 15 player. minutes to get there. But go ahead. <laughs> Nobody's going to understand that he's, uh, he's trying to pass a stone. Um, <laughs> Inside Jeff joke. Visited, he visited me in the hospital when that happened. Yeah. I thought it was a pulled muscle. I, can, I remember that. Yeah. That was Sa- um, Satterton. That was the Satterton yeah. game I did at old Satterton. Yeah. Drove home. You drove. Uh, it, you actually white faced it all the way over to the hospital. You were in so much pain. I remember that. 
I was I was trying to get to Doylestown Hospital. I couldn't make it. I ended up making it to the one right there in uh, in Lansdale. Uh, I would agree with every, what everybody said. Um, it was fun. I can't believe, first of all, I can't believe we made that much of an impact listening to what people said today and over the past month. I didn't realize we were that impactful. I thought we were just like Kyle said, you know, a bunch of guys getting together, shooting the breeze, having some fun and that kind of stuff. But I'm grateful for everything. To, to Travis, who our main guy outside of the area, just a big proponent of ours and always helping with scores and that kind of stuff. Staying connected through Facebook has been has been tremendous. Maddie, you know, you walked in as a kid, and we had to watch our P's and Q's and what we said, and then you walked back in and we said whatever we wanted to say because you weren't a kid anymore, you know, and your work was great. I mean, it was absolutely tremendous because Kyle taught you so well. Uh, Brian, a gift, a gift to get to know you late in what we've been doing, and I'm going to miss going to camps with you and you standing there and telling me why something is happening and what's going on and why they're doing this. And this kid over here, you're going to love him because he did this. And I love those visits that we had the chance to do. I mean, I'm going to miss that tremendously. The real John Moses, man. You know, we started doing this NPV stuff together. We went to Ryder together. You are a pro in, in all senses of the word. And I can, I can tell you, man, I was nervous when Schwam wasn't there. But if I knew you were there, I was fine. If I knew Daryl was there, I knew we were fine. Man, you are pros pro, and you're right. Thank God I could call one person to talk about women's basketball because these guys, they're not going to help me a little <laughs> bit on that. Okay? Danielle, Dan, Dan and I talk once a week. Dan becomes a lifelong friend. I watch Dan get remarried. I watch Dan. I've talked to Dan, Dan in his downest moments, and I am spending now this part of my life talking to him in his happiest moments right now. Dan is a friend for life. I talked to him once a week, and he was the man that sat there and said, about done. and that would be it. And I go, okay, thanks for letting me vent. And I love Dan like family, man. I do. And D, Double D, same thing. You know, it started with uh, Tony Chapman throwing his suit coat over his, his uh, back and count, you counting how many Diet Cokes he had. You know, back in 1995 or 96, you know. And, yeah, we've butted heads. We've been through the wars. But I've always got your back. And you are more talented than you let yourself believe. And you got to stop telling yourself you're not that good because you are that good. And you always have to remember that because you are. Schwammer, we brawled. We did everything, man, because you and I just wanted to be the best. And I'm grateful for the friendship and grateful to be part of your wedding. Love watching you get married. Love watching you raise your daughter. It's tremendous. It is absolutely tremendous to have you as a friend. And listen, our lives are going this way and that kind of stuff. But I always know that if I want to pick up the phone, I can call you. Or if I need a broadcaster, I got Schwamm. And you are the best I've ever worked with. Hands down. You are the best I've ever worked with. And I would walk into any press box, carry your equipment, and put them down and say, I dare you to be better than us. No doubt. Cooner, you're my family, brother. You walked in. Cooney didn't quite tell the story. He didn't have a suit on. He had black pants, a white shirt, and a tie. I thought he was delivering ice cream. So he, he really, I was confused, which was upsetting because I was really counting on ice cream that day because it was so hot. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, Kevin gives me credit for his advancement or whatever, but I sat here as a cheerleader 
hoping he got further ahead. And I watch him commit to do it and wanting to be the best. And when I turn on WIP, as long as it's an announcer that I like and he's on, I'll listen. If not, I turn it off. But I listen to Cooney on the radio and, and you know, or watch him on TV. The funniest Kevin Cooney story I could ever tell you is he is on um, behind a setup in the plaster. He's not on the air. But he's on his cell phone, and he's telling me I'm on the air. So I put on Comcast, and there's Kevin. Within two or three minutes, I had him doing the goose walk, the German goose walk, and doing different things. I would say, okay, do a duck walk. He'd do a duck walk. And I'd say, okay, wave your hand like this. And he'd wave his hand like this, all behind the cameras of the live uh, shot. And my wife and I were sitting here. We almost wet our pants. Because anything I told him to do, he would do. It was, it was great. But I love you, brother, and you did a great job putting this together. You and I aren't going anywhere. All of us are not going anywhere, and you never know what's going to happen. Thank you to everybody. Hopefully, we will see everyone in some form in September. Uh, hopefully, an opportunity comes up. You never know, as Jeffrey said. Um, but this has been, at least for now, the last WMPV Intelligencer scoreboard show. So hey, for, what's coming up next, guys? Uh, the Troy Aikman show is coming up next. <laughs> Troy's guest host is Jim Bohannon. So for Jeff Nolan, Kyle Berger, Dan Morehouse, Brian Hensel, Matt Dudas, John Moses, Travis Sparks, Daryl Dobas, and Jeff Dave Nolan, Collins. Dave Collins, a cast of thousands are thanks to Mark Schmidt, Ed Gallagher, George Bannis, Dick George Beck, Bannis. Dick, uh, Jeff, Biden, everybody. Bridget Alvio, we got them all. Yeah, we got them all. Thank you for joining us. This has been the WMPV Intelligencer Scoreboard Show. How do I say goodbye to what we had? The good time. Oh, Tuesday goodbye.